are listening to the Ottawa Podcast. My name is Keegan Ahn. Sitting with me is Rob Atrell, Aman Bashir, and our guest today, Darren Shackleton. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for being here. Uh, Darren, we're very excited to have you on. You're here with the uh, Canadian Association of Food Service Professionals. Is that right? That's correct. Super. And we're going to talk all about that uh, as soon as we have some beer. But before we drink some beer, um, we ha- so Keegan and I, we alternate who is uh, the main host for the podcast. And every time, the other um, will ask the guest to assess the introduction. So could you give Keegan a rating on his assessment? Oh, sorry, on his <laughs> introduction. Don't assess me because I, I all get zero. <laughs> so can I get you to give uh, just a brief I don't know, qualitative and quantitative analysis of his introduction, both on a scale from 1 to 10 and any feedback you might have. You know what? Uh, I think that's a great question. One thing that really comes to mind is I thought it was a good introduction. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a very um, standard introduction. And I attended a meeting in Montreal with the CAFP, Canadian Association of Food Service Professionals, and this one person stood up and actually got on a ladder and talked out to us and says, listen, it's so important when we're out there to be different. I went to Walmart last night. I looked at the laundry and I looked at it and found 14 different types of laundry detergent. Who would have thought you needed 14 different types of laundry detergent? <laughs> <laughs> and it's not so much that one was better than the other. Right. They're just different. Sure. So I just... After you asked me that question, yep. one uh, suggestion I would have mm-hmm. is how would you be a little bit different? Now, oh. uh, resonated with me so much that she pointed out, she goes, well, think about it. How many different times you interact with different people? Do you have a business card or um, you're going on vacation, you set your out of office to, hey, I'm on vacation, I'll return if you need check so-and-so. She goes, wouldn't it be better? If um, Tony Newman was her name too, <clears throat> wouldn't it be better if your out of office agent said, help, my kids have stolen my Blackberry and have promised only to give it back at the end of March 21st if I promise to take them on rides into <laughs> Disneyland. And I thought that was fantastic. And uh, if you call my voicemail right now, it is uh, how you've reached Darren Shackleton. If you'd like me to get back to you. Please tell me something about yourself. I don't know. Oh, (laughs) it has been so, um, so beneficial for my career as a salesperson. When people start opening up to you and say, you know what, my favorite hobby is fishing or I love to travel or some other quite, um, colorful things have come out in those uh, meetings too. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's neat. It just kind of okay. gives people like a little pick yeah. me up like throughout the day, yeah. which isn't a bad idea for how we do our introductions. Yeah, we should. Right? because we do. I mean, we 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 change it here and there, but it's more or less the same thing. But we could sort of try to wow. You know, you know the worst <laughs> part about this is that was my different take. <laughs> usually, I was just thinking last night. Usually, when I introduce it, I say this is the Ottawa podcast. It's true, you do. I was yeah. listening like seven times in a row. Uh, so, but I get, I, I hear what you're saying. Okay, so different, differenter. So th- uh, that's not a word. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so there's there's a bit of uh, I don't know feedback. Yeah. Now, if great. you could give them a rating. From zero to ten. Okay, we keep stats at the show. We compare our stats. 
So obviously, I would prefer if you kept him lower, but I'll let you make that assessment. <laughs> we have a chart. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll put a seven on that. A seven. Yeah, That's a seven. Okay, great. Solid seven. All right. So onto the the beer. Yeah, the beer we have is from uh, Double Trouble Brewing Company. Uh, it's called Fire in the Rye, and it's a roasted rye pale ale. Um, this is one none of us had ever even heard of it, but we found it in the LCBO, and uh, so yeah, it's single hopped, and it's. Uh, it says it combines the smoldering, smoldering aroma of rye with the floral notes of centennial hops. Why don't you guys try it out and we'll see how it tastes. Uh, it says it's got 60 international bitterness units uh, and it's their boldest beer yet. 60 is high, high, right? I, I can never tell. I, think I, I don't high. know what it goes I think up once to. at 40 once that we saw. That makes sense. 60 IBU. It, it is pretty bitter. I uh, I, I like it as a, as a nice summer beer i guess uh, i've been saying that a lot i guess of, of different beers yeah. <laughs> just because we have a lot of pale ale i guess <laughs> the, sun comes out. <laughs> the sun is really sun. in my eyes right now actually yeah. but uh, <laughs> but uh i i like it i i can't i can't pinpoint anything about it but strong darren what are your thoughts on on the beer that is strong mm-hmm. yeah it is um it is hoppy hoppy yep. but um it's not like a Mad Tom or yes. a Hops and Robbers, right, so it's yeah, not yeah. that. Um, it's got a nice finish. It's not too bitter. Sure. Um, easy on the palate. Yep. Sound like you know a lot about beer. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, I live in this small town called Ashton, Ashton, and ah. uh, <laughs> it has three churches and a pub. Yep. One of them knows me quite well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they. <do. laughs> Um, they have, uh, when I first moved there, they began the Ashton Brewing Company, right. the ABC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they'd be an excellent host for you guys to grab. Good but, call, um, yeah. yeah, I, I spent, I used to pop in there on a regular basis just to see what had changed in the, uh, in the pub. Cause it's a quaint country pub in the middle of <laughs> nowhere. Yep. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keegan and I actually went to that pub. We were on a, a brew a brewery tour, I guess, through Brew Donkey. Oh yeah, and that was our first stop, I think. Yeah, and I had never been to Ashton, and I well, when when we were on a bus, I was like, "Where are they taking us?" Yeah. But <laughs> when we were there, it was re- a really cool establishment, and they walked us through their entire facility, and it was really neat. It's yeah. a really neat field too. Like I like the, the the layout of the of the pub. Absolutely, yeah. Good. It's uh, it's a lot bigger than on the inside than it looks on the outside. Actually, mm-hmm. that was, that's one thing I, I noted right away. Yeah. Yeah, it just sort of keeps going. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we'll be sipping on that for the episode. Yeah, uh, Darren, could you tell us a bit about yourself and maybe how you got to be where you are today? Um, I'm I'm in food service. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sell food for a living. I uh, I kind of grew up. My parents had a small mom and pop operation where I flipped eggs and burgers and. Um, put myself through school, slinging drinks and delivering pizzas, <laughs> All right. uh, as many of us do. Yeah. And then uh, I came out of my three-year geography degree six years later <laughs> <laughs> and uh, was looking for work and uh, thought I'd like to open up my own restaurant. So I tried a bunch of different franchises and pubs, fine dining, steakhouses, coffee shops, with the envision of always opening up my own concept. And I, I, I think I sobered up and said, who wants to become a restaurateur? <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, thought I was going to be a cop. But one of the gentlemen that knew me from all the different locations says, why don't you give uh, 
why don't you give this sales thing a shot? So for the last 15 years, I've been working for Gordon Food Service. I sell, um, I've sold from Sudbury to Sault Ste. Marie to the restaurants and hotels in Niagara. I did a four-year stint in our healthcare division selling to uh, hospitals, long-term care facilities, retirement homes. And for the last year, I've been back on the street selling hospitality. So I sell anything from... Uh, Lobster tails to steaks to toothpicks to toilet papers. If you had a restaurant, you turn it upside down and shake it. Outside of the alcohol and the uh, fresh bread, I sell everything else. So Whew. when you have a passion for food, <laughs> it's a pretty cool job. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so, so many people have a passion for food. Yeah. 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 Uh, so on day to day, do you ever... Do you still ever think, oh, maybe I should open a restaurant? Or are you satisfied now? You know what? Um, you're always... I was a, an aggressive individual or aggressive or assertive or I'm looking for the word, but um, you're always looking to better yourself and you're always looking for opportunities. And yeah. I'm always looking for what's the next level of professional development. And um, <clears throat> I, I get offered restaurants on a regular basis. <laughs> uh, people are like, just take this off my hands. Um, <laughs> Which is kind of a bad sign. Yeah, yeah right? you don't <laughs> want that. Uh, <laughs> and unfortunately, I've seen the absolute... Uh, I've seen people be very successful in their business and their business ventures. And I've seen people pour their hearts and souls and their families' hearts and souls into a business that, that fails. Right. Um, yeah. That's hard to see. That's, um, yeah, that's one of the toughest things I've seen. And, and it engulfs the people. They're, they're shysters out there. They're out there to make a dollar. Right. And I've worked with them. And there's a salt of the earth people that ruin, that give it 110% and give up. There's one couple in particular that keeps resonating in my mind, and they're a young girl. I have two daughters. Um, mm-hmm. One of their daughters is the same age as mine, and they come off school, go into the table, do her coloring while her parents work till 10, 11 o'clock at night. And I, that is not the lifestyle I'm looking for at this point in my life. Right. But, uh, you know. I spent a little bit of time in Mexico. I have thought about having uh, <laughs> this winter. I was thinking I could do this in Mexico. <laughs> uh, there you go. There's a lifestyle you're looking for. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, uh, so you, sorry, you're working with Gordon? Uh, Gordon Food Services, Food Services. Uh, is the company I work for that pays the bills. Yep. And uh, I'm here to represent the Canadian Association of Food Service Professionals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, how does what you do as a, as a professional tie into the association first of all yeah when i moved into the uh the auto area about five years ago i was i didn't know anybody i moved here for family but i didn't know anybody within the the industry uh so i used it as a networking uh, venue to to find other food service professionals owner operators uh managers etc cetera, etc cetera. and then i really kind of enjoyed what they did so they they invited me into their group and you become a part of their group. Um, the more you put in, the more you get out, like any other organization. But it wasn't a lot of work, and it was a lot of fun. We sure. kind of typically meet for a, a social networking, try a beer, and then some sort of professional development, and then a business meeting. And the professional development is the part I really enjoyed. Uh, that little story I told you about Tony Newman at one of the conferences, um, she was one of the best speakers, but every month we get together with different, uh, different sort of professional development. Um, this year we've uh, had 
the embassy of Japan come and speak to us, the embassy of Korea come speak to us, uh, cookbook authors, um, the people who won the Order of Canada, you know. The, oh. So the level of people that we get to see um, and the professional development is fantastic. Um, and it's a lot of fun. We also have the craft beer tour. Ah, yes. <laughs> We've toured uh, two of the wineries in, in Ottawa. There are, I couldn't believe it, moving up from the Niagara region, that mm-hmm. people are actually growing grapes in Ottawa. <laughs> right, right. Domaine Perot and Jabalani. And uh, they've both been guest speakers towards us. Yeah. Yeah. And so what kind of people uh, are you, w- would fit into the food service professional uh, label? People that kind of work with food, okay. um, restaurateurs. Uh, we have a large contingency of our healthcare. So the director of the Ottawa Hospital or the Royal Ottawa Hospital oh, are members and oh, uh, um, managers and directors and uh, food service workers of uh, long term care facilities are quite popular. Manufacturing reps. So uh, we're heavily sponsored by Ecolab or Aramark or Sara Lee or Heinz. Or, um, the sponsors, people like myself, distributors, um, manufacturer reps, chefs. Those are kind of that makes up our um, our little group of people. And we have a huge, and it's kind of disappointing. Uh, we have a huge amount of dollars in professional development we give to students. Yeah. But for the past two years, we haven't had any student involvement. And oh, um, mm-hmm. uh, it does go to some of the faculty members. In the past, we've had... Great student branches of both Ottawa U, uh, Carleton University, and um, Algonquin College, as right. well as uh, Kempville College. And a faculty member would take these students and mold them and bring them and put them in a bus and bring them up there. And then they get their placements within different of, uh, professional development or professional members. But people keep retiring. So, <laughs> so we haven't had a great succession plan on our, our student branches, but I'm I am inches away from uh, announcing that Cordon Bleu will uh, be coming on board. Oh, with, nice. uh, with us locally. That's um, a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're uh, really looking to partner with us, and we're looking to partner with them. So, uh, how do the students fit into that? Is it that they might get placements at Cordon Bleu? Are actually students at Cordon Bleu. Oh, they are students. Yeah, Sorry, I, that it's was a school, right? That's right. Cooking. I forgot about yeah. that. So it's it's the other way around. That makes sense. Yeah, we'll okay, cool. perhaps host our meetings there, or sponsor yep. them, or, or okay. when we're having the chef to the ambassador of Japan making a presentation, perhaps that chef will be making the presentation at Cordon Bleu, I and their see. chefs will take part Got of it. that. Or that makes sense. Um, We've had uh, Jude Law, at the, who feeds the parliamentarians, right. the parliamentarian. He's done a presentation to us. That's and neat. Huh. We cool. do uh, end-of-year tours, which typically are some of the uh, best well-known restaurants within Ottawa, you know, uh, Atelier. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, we have a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, as someone who enjoys food, do you want to maybe talk <laughs> a bit about Ottawa restaurants? That's always something. I think that's something that a lot of people... Yeah, talking about like yeah. what's what's new or what's exciting or yeah. some old favorites. I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. There, are, um, there is such a wealth of great cuisine in Ottawa that um, I find. You watch the Food Network on a regular basis. My parents are always watching. It, you know? <laughs> Everybody's kind of really stepping it up. Master Chef, and sure. you look at a menu from ten years ago and a menu from today. All kinds of different ingredients are being infused. Right. Um, there is a host of restaurants always trying to compete to get that one up. Yeah. Um, 
So, but at the same time, my still my favorite is uh is the Prescott Hotel and the meatball sandwich. Really? Uh, hey. <laughs> um, you Cry know what you're going get? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a big fan of the Prescott. That's one mm-hmm. of my favorites. Okay. Um, is that Carling and Prescott? Like near there? Yeah. Well, Pres- oh. Preston Street. Preston. Preston. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Preston. Yeah. Yeah, Preston Papitalia, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Good. It's a good spot. <laughs> what, what about some of the newer places? Because like, for example, just down the street, uh, even a block away from here, uh, which is Bank and Gladstone, there's a restaurant called Fauna. And, and that I, I'd been once and I don't, I don't even know if I actually got food there, but I looked around, I looked at the menu and the people describe it as something that you, you would expect to see in Montreal, but not in Ottawa. Right. I've heard that before too. And I, I do like, it used to be in Vancouver and Montreal were the only places you could get a, uh, a great meal 30 years ago. Right. Perhaps Toronto. Sure. Um, celebrity chefs, Becta, Plagues, like Gazelga, mm-hmm. um, Great reputations, but uh, there's so many. There's, um, I'm trying to think. It's not Cadillac. They do an awesome fish taco just down the street. El Camino. El Camino. El Camino. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah. They do a great job with it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's tough to compete with some of the uh, the favorites. Too, <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Well, that's yeah. the thing too. Calling <laughs> pizza. So. Yeah, it's true. It's true. That's uh, it's probably more of an underrated one actually now. And I find. I find when you ha- when you talk about flute, uh, food, it's like coffee. Yeah. Right. Everybody has their own flavor profile, mm, right. preferences, yeah, and sure. yeah. who has the best coffee? Well, it's the same as the tide. It's just have to be a little different. That's right. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Hope that answers a little bit. Yeah. Of question. Yeah. yeah. It does. I'm talking about food. I think next out in Stittsville is probably a good one also that you um, that might not be in the downtown core, but it's quite sure. Next out. Next in next. Stittsville. Oh, next. Sorry. Michael yes. Blackie. That's right. Right. Very cool. That's neat. But commitment to quality, and it doesn't matter which restaurant you find or which restaurant you go to. Yeah. Um, making sure the commitment to quality. I I love the Crazy Horse. You know? Sure. And, yeah. uh, I've never eaten there. A lot of people haven't, you know, but uh, cooking your own steak on there is a great part of the atmosphere and the food. Oh, is that, is that what it is? Well, okay. no, they have an excellent menu. Oh. But, yeah, you can also cook your steak. Yourself. Oh. I didn't know. Yeah, they have oh, a stone. I no idea. They have a stone they heat up to 500 degrees, oh, and then cool. you can sear your own shrimp. That's not bad. I had only seen that. dangerous. <laughs> Around Ottawa, anyway, I've seen that in like the Mongolian yeah, blank, the, right? The like Mongolian pots. village, Mongolian yeah. hot pot, yeah. Mongolian uh, missing something else. There's a third one. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> but anyway, it's it's, uh, it, it's, it's, cool. it's a neat it's a neat concept is what I'm saying is that yeah. – uh, you know, again, I'm not one that generally goes out to to to, to eat food outside, and it's just because I'm I'm cheap. <laughs> but lately, and maybe as I uh, as I get a bit older, I'm learning to appreciate. You know, going out doesn't mean just getting the cheapest thing on the menu. It's it's going and really appreciating what the chef can do, type thing, and, and it brings a bit of difference to uh, sort of your approach when you're going to a restaurant or a restaurant. And then. In- if you're adventurous, getting into the ethnic cuisines, you know, and mm-hmm. having the, um, my brother loves uh, Jamaican or Caribbean cooking. He's got a place down on Bank Street. He quite enjoys that. I enjoy sushi. And sure. then some of the sushi buffets in town have been fantastic. Yeah. Have you ever tried, and you just keep going and going, and they bring mm-hmm. it to you, and you, just, <laughs> you roll on out. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. That happened last yeah, weekend, actually. We were at 168. Yeah. Yeah. Good spot. Yeah. Not bad. Um, 
You, where's uh, where's your brother's? Uh, you said Jamaican cuisine. Yeah, or I can't Korean? remember where which one he brought me to. It was down on Bank Street, right. but mm-hmm. uh, he has a little place off, off Gilmore. So that's okay. we have a deal where um, we go out for lunch on a regular basis, and when it's uh, my turn to pay, we usually hit Costco and get the dollar fifty hot dog. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> and when it's his turn to pay, we find out some of these other great little restaurants. <laughs> There's a little spot just off Rochester. Oh, that, uh, all right. That uh, I'm dying to remember its name, but sure. it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So, you know, outside of some of the food, uh, uh, I guess, distribution and the, the association type work you do, what uh, what else do you, do you find yourself doing around Ottawa? Um, I belong to the Ottawa Fire Service. Okay. Um, I'm a rural firefighter. Right. And uh, I remember when I first started with the in Ottawa, I've been a volunteer with uh, several other cities in the past. They asked me if I could help out with their chicken barbecue. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I said, yeah, I can probably help out. He goes, well, we're not making a lot of money at this. I said, well, that doesn't make sense. How come? Sure. You know, I don't know. We sell the tickets and then we try to get chicken keeps going up and blah, blah, blah. I said, well, what do you sell a half? Ch- what do you guys do? Well, we sell a half chicken, a bun, some coleslaw, some dessert, and that's $12.50. So I went, well, you should be making some money at that. Oh, yeah. I said, um, how many do you sell? Oh, about 700, 800 or so. <laughs> <laughs> and, I went, and you're not making money. He goes, well, I guess about 10, 15 years ago, we got a caterer to help us because it was just getting too big for a, a branch of firefighters. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So for the last 10, 15 years, 20 guys have been giving up an entire Saturday flipping 800 chickens and making a hundred dollars. And sometimes they lost money because somebody kept too many tickets. Oh, oh Lord. So I stepped in and a great, great bunch of guys out of Richmond, Ontario. Uh, we have, a um, we ended up developing this barbecue that's 24 feet long. And then it, it's got four foot grates that you can fit about 25 chickens on. <laughs> two guys rotate yep. 800 chickens on, uh, on a Saturday afternoon. And, we do generate some money, and that money we, we give back to the community. We sponsor um, mentally challenged children to go to the fair and uh, mm-hmm. or uh, sponsor uh, cancer events or, or sure. things right. like that. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's a great cause, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a little bit of work uh, organizing 800 chickens and 20 uh, fellow firefighters to, to get it out. <laughs> I get uh, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So that's what I enjoy doing. It's... Yeah. Um, it puts things into perspective. My current my current job is stressful, although it's a great job. Mm-hmm. If you're walking into your number one account and all of a sudden they don't have enough money to pay you but want more food and you have to say, no, I need my money first. Yeah. Right, yeah. It gets very stressful and, and there's there's probably 60 other distributors in the city of Ottawa, if not 100, oh. will send food to them the next day also. Wow. Um, That's tough. So you do get that pit in your stomach. <laughs> and if your price of chicken wings is $10 more than the other guy, they give the chicken wings to somebody else. It's, but um, I find being a part of the fire department, when my pager goes off and I have to uh, choose to go, and help somebody out of their car or you uh, you put their fire out in their kitchen. Uh, it puts mm-hmm. things into perspective. And you're like, 
is it really that big a deal that the chicken wings are out? Or, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Performing you humble. Yeah. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. 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 That's it's a bad. great camaraderie. So mm-hmm. yeah. How long have you said you've been a, a volunteer firefighter? I've been a volunteer since I was 17. Oh. Um, my career has moved me from city to city. So uh, some cities I've been able to be a volunteer in, some I haven't. Yes. Um, but yeah, I've been a part of West Nipissing, which is uh, close to North Bay, That's right. Sudbury, yep. uh, Welland down in the Niagara region, and most recently in the city of Ottawa. And the uh, city of Ottawa is the largest, um, second largest Largest in Canada, second largest in North America of what they call comp station, where you'll have career firefighters that are paid to be at a station all day long and that will uh, will, will rest at a, a station. And then you have volunteers who, who will staff a station just based on um, availability. So if you're able to go, you go. Okay. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Can you talk a bit about the process of being a, a volunteer firefighter? Because of it, I think it's something I looked into. When I was 17, but I didn't do a lot of thorough research. And I think I saw the words rural and just assumed that I couldn't be a volunteer firefighter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that would be correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, you do need to live within a, a rural station okay. within the city of Ottawa. So right. you need to be able to respond to that station, um, mm-hmm. to drive the truck, to, to work the hose or the auto extrication equipment. So if memory serves me right, you put an application in with your, your resume, uh, highlight it, um, you must have a driver's license, must have a valid CPR, I believe, or we, you may get trained on the CPR okay. under the rural section. And then uh, if you are selected, um, there's a physical test. The physical test is the same as the career side. So it's oh, okay. 75 pounds on your back. On a step master uh, for three minutes um, at 90 steps a minute, I believe. 25 pounds comes off your back and then you do an obstacle course. Uh, can be done in, when I did it, uh, I did it in, you have 12 minutes to do it. I think I did it in 11. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm by no means a Superman. <laughs> <laughs> there are people out there that are doing it in six and seven oh, minutes. Right. Yeah. So, um, they're in supreme shape. If you're able, and it is, it is. I find it physically uh, demanding to get to do the obstacle course. You're then put into uh, training. Yep. Uh, training consists of, I would like to say, nearly 200 hours of uh, different weekends, evenings. Wow. Um, then you're on probation for an hour or for a year, and then probation just means you're not allowed to do interior attacks, but you're still able to be a part of uh, response and, and what have you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. City of Ottawa has a wealth of resources. They do a great job. Um, ministry would like to see 10 firefighters at a fire within 10 minutes. Uh, and I would challenge that most parts of the city, you'll see 10 fire trucks at a, a fire within 10 minutes. Wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Huh. Yeah. Huh. And Darren, can you maybe talk about a bit about your personal motivation for, for firefighting? Because you have a, a full-time job and a family and a love of food. Yeah. So what motivates you to... <laughs> To do this as well. You know what? It's uh, every little kid wants to be a firefighter. But for me, um, I was 17 years old and I was actually at a local tavern playing pool. And uh, a buddy of mine came in and he had a pager and it must have been the size of a, a Walkman. Uh, this huge device <laughs> uh, attached to his hip and it was probably the size of a walkie-talkie. 
And I said, wow, how'd you get that? He goes, well, uh, I'm a volunteer firefighter. And I thought, well, you'd have to know somebody to get on. And it was yeah. very family. Mm-hmm. But at the time, the fire chief used to get in arguments and fights with everybody, so nobody wanted to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember my interview was, uh, have you got a set of wheels? Yeah. Are you afraid of heights? No. He goes, all right, let's see if we can find some boots that fit you. Practice is Wednesday or yeah, oh. training is Wednesday night. And on uh, that Wednesday night, I remember um, he let me drive the truck. Oh, oh nice. And then he let me, uh, uh, we were playing with the hose, and I, I was just hooked ever since then. So, yeah. And then, you know, it is, uh, it's rewarding, you know. Yeah. Um, there's good times and bad times to, to it. Uh, fighting fires in the rural section gets tough because sometimes when people are hurt or killed or, or they lose their home, you know them. Because they're your neighbors, right? Yeah. Right. So that's um, that's one of my things. And then uh, the other time, there's cool things. I, I shared with you guys before the interview uh, today. It was respond to a bomb that hasn't exploded. So, right. Oh yeah. 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 Which, Is that covered in your training? Did you know what to do? I, I actually I did. You stay oh. far away, and you make sure everybody <laughs> else stays far away, <laughs> and you get sense. ready in case it explodes, and you right. allow. Uh, you allow the different bomb professionals in the OPP. I see. So, yeah. That's, that's yeah, good that's thinking. Yeah. I would not have thought of, I would have been. <laughs> Keegan was like, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'll try, though. <laughs> um, how about we go to, to one of our, our segments? Yeah. Let's do Classic Ottawa. You want to tell us what's going on? Sure. On. Yeah. Classic Ottawa is our uh, news segment uh, where we just talk about some of the stories going on around Ottawa and surrounding area. Uh, so the first story is Whole Foods at Lansdowne Park is facing criminal charges for keeping their store open on Good Friday. Businesses can be fined a minimum of $50 and up to a whopping $50,000, which is nothing considering that you have to apply for a mortgage in order to get a slice of vegan pie. <laughs> <laughs> the president and founder of the Am- Am- Amnesia... Rockfest is up in arms this week after learning that an adult film was shot during a festival last August. Subsequently, organizers will be keeping an eye out this year for any suspicious activity, including anyone with the last names Easy Pleasin' or Flesh Gun. (laughs) (laughs) Easy to spot, though. (laughs) I'm I'm confused as to what a a flesh gun is, but I have an idea. I'll tell you later. That's all right. (laughs) Hockey fans have been under fire this week since uh, ever since the playoffs started. Ottawa and Montreal fans have been accused of abusing and insulting each other at games, sometimes leading to full-out brawls. Inside sources tell Ottawa that the fights were all actually started by Leafs fans who were hiding in the background, trolling both sides. <laughs> Jealous that they weren't in the playoffs. <laughs> Uh, if you saw an orange bike chained to a bike rack in the last week, you, you were unwittingly or unwillingly a participant in a viral marketing campaign for the new Ziggy development between downtown Ottawa and Gatineau. The bicycles were taking up valuable space on bike racks downtown, and they were also in violation of on-street advertising bylaws. Ziggy has respectfully removed the bikes and are now hard at work on their new viral marketing campaign, which involves spray-painting their logo on downtown landmarks. That would be terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A milk delivery truck was stolen in Ottawa on Monday. 
all while the driver was in the back. Upon hearing this, local cows muttered, oh, so now milk stealing is a problem. <laughs> oh, I read that wrong. I didn't get it. It's the emphasis. <laughs> because we steal milk yeah. from cows. There you I go. see. All I right. We're all, ca- <laughs> Glad we're all caught up. Fantastic. <laughs> and finally, the Conservatives released their budget earlier this week and have managed to produce a slight surplus. The opposition criticizes, uh, criticized the budget, however, arguing that Conservatives only managed to do so by allocating less money to the emergency fund. Uh, that's where it ends. So <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can think of a, a budget joke. Way to, way to keep it in there. That's a, so that's, that's funny as it, as it gets. All right. So no joke in that one, but uh, that's the news. We'll, we'll find something hilarious in the budget for next week. Okay, fantastic. We'll do part two. Stay yeah. tuned. Yeah, are you following any of the budget stuff for the Mike Duffy scandal? I guess you could call it that's a scandal. A little unrelated to the, the current budget, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Just anything political. I'm kind of following. I don't know. <laughs> It's a very vague statement. Yeah. yeah. Question. I, I I am following it a little bit, mm-hmm. and I I have to say that um, when you're in a different world, when you're and when I say a different world, when you're used to dealing with people who have millions and millions of dollars, yep. and that you or you've always had millions and millions of dollars, you don't think twice about spending five thousand dollars. Sure. Right, um, yeah. And uh, that's part of doing business. And I, I've been fortunate enough at working some of these high-end restaurants or, or in GFS and having huge trips and stuff like that. It doesn't take that long to use that kind of expenses up. So mm, right. it, it's a different world. I'm not a part <laughs> of it. Right. But I can understand it. And, and business does cost a lot of money to run. So, right, yeah. yeah. So. yeah that's, that's a good point because... I mean, so me growing up, uh, I have a different appreciation uh, for the value of a dollar. My parents raised six kids, uh, and obviously food goes pretty quickly. And for me, you know, my my big thing is I remember every Sunday morning, my mom would be looking through all the flyers to find out exactly what had the cheapest, mm-hmm. you know, X, whatever she's looking for. Uh, so she, we would go to that grocery store for that product or whatever. And then, you know, when, when I moved here and I saw that people are just splurging over, over whatever, and, and it's just, it's so small scale, but, but the, 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 I mean, it, it, there's a parallel there. But when I see that people are just, you know, this is convenient, my time's worth a bit of money. So I go to this place, doesn't matter the price. And, you know, I might look at it from my perspective and say that, oh, you're overspending and it's just personal. And if you translate that to some of the things that we see Mike Duffy doing or, or business doing or government doing, mm-hmm. You're you're exactly right. The um, you look at a Sens table or uh, what a Sens box is going for for a playoff. Yeah, it's filled with business people. That makes right? sense. Yeah. And um, that's how the world works. That's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned something about food. I still think, and you look at everything else we pay for: yeah. gas, and electricity, and insurance, and rent, cars. Our food is still relatively cheap if you watch for the deals. If yeah. you're looking for lentils and carrots and eggs and potatoes, you can you can survive on a really healthy diet. Um, flour doesn't flour and yeast doesn't cost that much. Yeah, that's a good point. And uh, you know, 
I have to get better at it, but I've always tried to get into doing my own, brewing my own beer. You know, oh, yeah. sugar, yeah. malt, yeah. you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not that much in it. Absolutely. So. Actually, we've had people on the podcast most recently, a couple of weeks ago, where, you know, her and her partner brew their beer. And, and we, we had our, our, our friend Nick on as well. Yeah. Who, who also brews his own beer. And he actually he, brought some for and us. And he brought us yeah. some. That's right. And we and didn't comes die. To, yeah. That's right. Well, that's <laughs> always a bonus. You didn't go blind or anything. But yeah, I mean, those who I know personally and through the podcast who brewed their own beer, they typically just stick with their own beer. I mean, because they do enjoy it that much. And that's key. Like, it's just about doing things by yourself. It makes sense. Like, I have a bread, bread maker just in that cupboard over there. Yeah. I, I could easily just use that. <laughs> but yeah. that's a science, too. Baking. That's you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Art, oh, art is in uh, cuisine off yes. Somerset. They were a guest speaker. They were a lovely, lovely couple sure. to uh, one of our CFP meetings. And yeah, just a very talented individual who, who shared with us. The growings of his business and and was very open and honest that said, Hey, you know what? We didn't really know what we were doing. We just kind <laughs> yeah. of business came, we produced a great quality product and we sold it and we kept selling more and more, but we just kept growing and growing. We went, wait a second, where what's going on here? This business is getting out of control. Right. And uh and they shared with us too, you know, hey, wait a second. It's not as profitable as maybe it should be or has to be. So yeah, they were uh, they were a wonderful couple too. Yeah, I can imagine. Darren, could you talk about some of the uh, or your perceived benefits of having these guest speakers for for your members or people who are maybe thinking about joining the uh, association? The um, I think it's really important. It's easy enough to get into a rut. We know that everybody's busy, and mm-hmm. are you going to give up an evening? Uh, is it going to be the same old thing? Do I need to go and have a dinner with uh, acquaintances rather than friends and family? Or mm-hmm. do I need to catch up on this stack of paperwork I got to get done? And Or is it minus 30 outside and I just don't want to go in? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to go out. We don't meet during the summer. so. But I am a firm believer if you're not growing as an individual from a professional development standpoint, you're going to get left behind. If you want to be a leader within the industry, if you want to be a leader within your community, um, you have to keep trying to better yourself. And, and I'm sure there's other ways to do it. We've partnered uh, ourselves with the uh, Chefs Association. Our last meeting was held, which was kind of great. We had 80 different people there. So normally we get 30 people, 40 people right. to our meetings. Um but we partnered with another association, get together, have 80 people. And when you're networking, it's huge. You're getting to know other people or right. somebody that's not in your usual circle. And then these guest speakers, I take something back with me from each and every one of them. Oh, I think it's, that's what I get out of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. Yeah, so. for sure. So you have guest speakers at, I guess, your, your regular meetings. Is that correct? That's correct. And on top of that, you have national conferences. Yes. National conference is a three-day to four-day event um, where they really step up the caliber of speakers. I, I shouldn't say that because our caliber of speakers have been phenomenal, but we don't, we don't <laughs> pay them. Right. Right. Yeah. right? <laughs> but such a wealth of individuals that you guys must be getting to know too within Ottawa that are willing to share their experiences. Sure. And the ambassador to Indonesia, his wife wrote a cookbook. 
Oh. And uh, he presented to our, our presentation because he was the one taking all these pictures. I'm like, how do you get somebody like that, that caliber, oh, yeah. to speak for free? But they're really happy to tell about their experiences. Mm-hmm. And and people are genuinely doing that. And you learn from people that have had that wealth of experience. Yeah. Um, I still think I'm still – I haven't hit 40 yet, so I think I'm still relatively young. <laughs> sure. Um but yeah, that, that Tony Newman, that first uh, tidbit I shared with you, is, yeah. that was one. And we had this other lady, Greet Hale, who's Order of Canada. She spoke to us, and when she started off, she was she was over eighty years old. I sat down, she started talking to us about her grandmother. I remember shaking my head, thinking, "Oh, this is going to be <laughs> this is going to be a long night." <laughs> absolutely captivating lady and uh i had her sign her book that she made uh that she wrote she donates to charity um for me we had a second conversation she she sits on the board of uh, sits on several boards she sits she's chairman of the board of a multi gazillion dollar company (laughs) as well as um university of ottawa she's one of the chairs oh she's um Canadian, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but um, they have a fund that she sits on the board of, of $100 million just to give out to charities of Ottawa. Now that's, that's that's unbelievable. That's what I thought too. (laughs) uh, She cost us a a meal and a bottle of wine to get her (laughs) to speak to us. So yeah. uh, I have to shout out to our Sandra McInnes, our professional development uh, person, she has been phenomenal in getting all these people to talk to us. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Oh, that's great that, that you can get so many, at just, again, just for free. And yeah. It, it's a testament to show how, how many local people are just willing to share. Yep. And that's, that's a common theme we're seeing as we interview more and more people from the, from the city yep. is that there's that sharing in, in, in all aspects, really. Yep. Yeah. Great. So the conference is, uh, is very reasonably priced for a conference, a four-day conference. Uh, I think it's four hundred dollars or something like that, and that covers all your meals, all your uh, entertainment, yeah. um, beverages, and then tours of different cities. And oh. we're proud that last year we hosted it in Ottawa. That's great. Yeah, very cool. So we had uh, one hundred and thirty different food service professionals from all across the oh, country wow. fly in, uh, listen to our guest speakers. We talked about networking. Um, we had a wine pairing by uh, Canada's number one sommelier. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a great, great event. And then sure. the people that you get to associate with end up becoming part of your, no longer just an acquaintance, but a friend or somebody you look forward to seeing every year or somebody you can call up in Vancouver. Hey, are you having this issue? Right. I'm having this issue. Right. Yeah. I've never dealt with a labor interruption before. And yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is it being held this year? Uh, Fredericton, New Brunswick. Fredericton. Oh. Yeah. So it, that little group of friends I now have from five years of doing this association, uh, we're doing a, con- a little convoy up there with minivans and oh, that's uh, cool. sharing that's things. It's <laughs> a good time. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. neat. Um, cool. Do you want to go to a speed round? Uh, that's what I was thinking. Exactly. Speed round. Speed round's our favorite segment that we okay. do where we grill our guest um, with just some fun some silly questions. And uh, yeah, I think it's two minutes we do. Yeah, two minutes. I'll start. Uh, here we go. 
Okay, what is your favorite guilty pleasure food? Oh, potato chips. Mm. Uh, Ruffles, sour cream, and onion. Nice. Oh. Me too. <laughs> what hell of a good dip. Specific. There you go. <laughs> uh, I have to ask, have you ever rescued a cat from a tree? I have never rescued a cat from a tree, but uh, two weeks ago, we went into a, a building that actually flooded the basement. Oh. So we had to close off the elevators because it was... Four feet of water over the electrical panel. Right, sure. Oh, man. And there was a, um, a elderly lady sure. and her elderly dog, but her elderly dog couldn't go up four flights of stairs, mm. so I took the dog up. Oh, there you go. Right. That's close. So close. <laughs> yeah. uh, who's the most famous person you've ever met? Uh, I... Uh, can I phone a friend? Yeah, or, or a favorite <laughs> famous know. person. Um, person. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's kind of cool, like um, Jean Chrétien. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can oh, yeah. yeah. that. That's cool. awesome. Or, uh, we're kind of fortunate. Yeah. You're in Ottawa, right? And yeah. then Constantly. when I met uh, Jean Chrétien, it was more, uh, hey, that's Jean Chrétien. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I kick myself for not getting my picture, but uh, Paul Martin, I have actually talked to. Um, David right, yeah. Suzuki. Yeah. You know? Oh, cool. And it's cool. It's just in Ottawa where you're kind of like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not bad. It's still. Yeah. That's right. awesome. Uh, what's your go-to outdoor activity in the summer? Uh, I would say fishing. Right. Yeah. What's your... Uh, I hate favorites, but what's your favorite outdoor park or place in Ottawa? I like. I love Parliament Hill. I was going to say this. Yeah. Very nice. cool. Yeah, I love Parliament Hill. What food do you refuse to eat? I... Um, I'm struggling. I've never said no to anything oh. without Ooh. the exception. <laughs> oh. I, I, I have, um, I've toured China yeah. mm-hmm. um, with the exception of a food quality. So if it's been cooked in a, um, in a, a facility, I think might be questionable. Right. Um, I'm, I'm big on food safety. Of course. Um, but yeah, other than that, right. I, I'll ah. try anything. Is there anything that you disliked and you wouldn't try again? Uh, I'm not a huge fan of uh, overpowering flavors. I sell everything. Of right? course. Yeah. You don't sell short. No, no, no. I, I sell good stuff. Okay. And I sell crappy stuff. So um, <laughs> y- y- there are some crappy products out there. Right. I'm trying to think of like, I want like some fast food, junky, right. sodium lidden chicken burger. Okay. Right. That's yeah. not, I won't. You'd prefer I'll seek it out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. There you go. That's a, yeah. Poor quality food. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. <laughs> yeah, of but, course. Um, that's, that's a given. But. Yeah. Okay. I like but that. Not, not as, a, as far as a, a different ethnic cuisine or anything like that. It's, no, of course. It's like chicken wings. You, sure. can, you can eat chicken wings every day. Yeah. yeah. You can't mm-hmm. just eat the same flavor. So you're going to have to be right. honey garlic or Frank's Red Hot, you know. Yeah. That's fair. No, I get that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. In China, did you ever see chicken feet? I did eat chicken feet. Uh Yes. I have uh, eaten chicken feet. Um, I guess I wouldn't eat an endangered animal. There you go. There you go. Okay, there you go. I like that. Yeah, uh, (laughs) I've tried everything from alligator, seafood, and anything that's good. Yeah. Cool. I like that. Well, that's uh, that's the speed round, eh? Yeah. Time went. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, Okay. So I just want to make sure that we've covered everything before we close it out. We're hitting our 45-minute mark. Yeah. Oh, uh, you have an upcoming awards night. Oh, yeah. yeah. We have an upcoming awards night, yeah. June 20th. It was a, a combination of um, the Chefs Association 
and our Canadian Association of Food Service Professionals. So last year, we centered it around the Ottawa Mission. Yep. And uh, some wonderful chefs from all across uh, the city got together and prepared a tasting menu for all the participants of the awards night. Sure. And the key to their ingredient was uh, had to be using products that would be handy or given to the Ottawa Mission. Peas and carrots, mac and cheese, right. that kind of thing. And, right. and some of these chefs got really creative, too, mm-hmm. and did a great job. They all did a fantastic job. So this year, uh, with my fire department background, I said, let's have an emergency responders night. So we're going to have the police, the fire, the paramedics, and the military (laughs) team up with chefs from across the the city, create their own dishes, and present it to at the awards night for charity. So tickets are $50 or uh, $350 a table, a table of eight, and then... um, Whose cuisine reigns supreme <laughs> will ends the contest. They'll get thirty five percent of all the proceeds. Right. Uh, second place will get fifteen. It'll be a sliding scale. So each okay. uh, department and each team will have some money to donate to the charity of their cause. And we're I'm certain it's going to be a fantastic event. Well, yeah, yeah. that sounds super fun. Yeah. June twentieth. Where is it being held? Algonquin College. Algonquin College. I mean, we chose Algonquin College for a couple of reasons. Where we are anticipating there being about three hundred people there. Whew. So. To cook 300 dishes <laughs> with five teams, you need five different kitchens. Right. So Algonquin College has five different kitchens that we can use mm-hmm. and the facilities that we can maybe sneak a fire truck in there. And stuff. <laughs> okay. There you go. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for reminding me about oh, that. Oh, yeah, no problem. Well, I'm glad I did. That's, that's yeah. a great cause. That's yeah. awesome. And this is way better than the... Uh, the crack house you sent me to. The- <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll blame Keegan on that. He still yeah, doesn't I have a problem, problem with addresses. <laughs> uh, okay, I think that's uh, we've covered everything up. But let's uh, let's recap some of the uh, the things that we've talked about. So in terms of plugging things, so uh, CAFP, where can they find where where can listeners find more information about CAFP? On the website, new website's going to be out on May, but okay. CAFP.com. Okay, new website, same address, just yeah. different website, obviously. You guys have a Facebook group, uh, page as well that we is do. updated. Yes, great. Okay, Super. good We've stuff. Got this wonderful person in charge of it now. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> my, my wife's doing it. There you go. <laughs> that counts. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to plug? Uh, you just plugged the the count the conference. Uh, you, you plugged the awards night. Anything else? How how can members get involved? Just check with the website, I guess, or like prospective members. Yeah, or the Facebook page. We are on Twitter. That too, great. Yeah. We'll link all that on our on our page. Yeah, thank you. This post, uh, and does that cover everything you want to plug? That's that awesome. Great. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Yeah, no all right. problem. I'm on. Where can they find us? We're at Ottawa Podcast dot com. Uh, you can find our email, Twitter, Facebook on there. Uh, we're also on Stitcher Radio and iTunes. Yep. Uh, Rob, do you want to talk about Audible? Sure. So uh, we are. Sponsored, I guess, in part by audible.com. Uh, they're an audiobook service. So if you like podcasts, you'll uh, probably also like audiobooks. Basically, just someone reading a book to you. Usually, it's the author of the book in, in a lot of cases. Um, and yeah, so they are giving you, uh, through us, a free 30 day trial as well as one free audiobook. Uh, all you have to do is go to audible.audiblepodcast.com. And uh, so, yeah. Free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. Great. That's super. 
Uh, and to end the podcast, Darren, if you could say Ottawa what any way you like, and then we'll cut it right after that. Ottawa what?